Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Eggle Pick Pod. Eggle Pickers, welcome back. We're coming at you Monday the 16th, getting a set the spread out there for, this is always a test, every week, UFC Vegas 55, I'm going to guess. I like that, I like it that number. 55, I'm pretty sure. We've got the usual suspects in the house, Reese and Dan, ready to set some spreads for Holly Holm, Kellen Vieira, main event, back in the Apex. That's this Saturday, May 21st, 6 p.m. main main card. Awesome. Uh, Really really quickly, I just wanted to say, check the TikToks, people. We're popping off. That's it. Reese's middle name is TikTok at this point. He is putting content out there. Some of the most phenomenal stuff I've seen on all social media in the history of social media. That's the plan. And these set the spreads are going to start getting like good sound bites out there. If we find some funny stuff, we're, 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 we're after it. So shout out. Rocket ship, baby. To the moon. Uh, Reese is coming off the most recent set the spread victory. Nine to six in 2022. I don't think we've ever had a four week lead. We have had three, not four. We've, we have had three. We've never had four. Dan's trying to get off the schneid. He's lost a few in a row here. Um, let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. The first fight on the main card. I think main card. You know, these bout orders, they get mixed up in the middle of the week sometimes. So this is what we're going with. We have a future ankle pick pod favorite, Eric Anders, and Jung Young Park at middleweight. Reese coming off the win. Go for it. See, I just know that there's a lot of question marks out there about what Eric Anders is, how he's feeling um, after his, I think it was a chainsaw incident or whatever. His foot was gruesome. Bad armbar loss to Mooney's, beat Darren Stewart twice. That was an ankle lock, so that was good stuff. I mean, you got a guy that is definitely more of a name than I think results show. On the other side, you got a guy who I think a lot of people – figure are relatively it is relatively underwhelming but has weirdly gotten the job done time and time again dan i might be off the mark here but i have a weird feeling that it's a small line and the iron turtle might be on top dude like that's where i'm at with it whether it's right or wrong i don't know He's been a dog in most of his fights, and and obviously Eric Andrews brings a lot of name value to the table. But I'm going to go Jun Young Park, the Iron Turtle, at minus 140. Ooh, that might be a regret. I don't hate your line. Um, there's definitely a lot less question marks on the Iron Turtle side. Um, it's like you mentioned, they're – potentially potential injury lingering factors of the foot and the the wood chopping incident um aside from just some questionable sub defense and and questionable decision making uh on the eric anders side 
maybe my bias is coming into this, but I definitely thought that his move to fight ready would, would be factored in. I think that he, he is going to get a little bit of a boost from the people like us that are hitting opening lines that are paying attention to these camp switches. I don't know if it's enough to make him favorite, which is why I like your line a lot. I think I'm going to go under you make iron turtle less of a favorite. Um, I'm going to make it almost a pick them minus minus one twenty iron turtle. I think the Eric Anders is a live dog that gets past like 140, like you're saying. I'm, I find, I, yeah, I'm either way. I'm fine with your line. Doesn't anger me. I'm just happy because I thought you were going to come at me with an Eric Anders minus and I look like a fraud. No, I think it's a really close fight. It, it's, it's mainly for me just question marks on one side and you know what you're going to get in Jun Young Park. Even though it's not always the most exciting fighter, you know, exactly. what, you know exactly. what he's going to bring. Yeah. This is going to be a tough beat. Opened about a week ago. Minus 110 both ways. Oh, and it's a beat? Fuck that. Minus 225. Whoa. 225? Park. 225 Park. Anders up to 185. Holy shit. That is, a, that is a wow. significant lot well, bigger than I thought. Hey, clip that chat. Dan said that there's value. A live dog at the 140. He's getting much more than he asked for. Expect to see his card. <laughs> I, I might I might throw that into my bet tips just right when we hit, stop recording or maybe in between this one and the next one. That's a big that. number. That's just that bigger than I thought. Not a movement, but I weirdly. How do I, do I think that people are betting Jun Young Park at minus 220? Sharks are. No way. They must be. How else does it get there? I mean, but clearly they have stopped it. Stopped oh, it. you're saying like where it's at right now? Yeah. Right. I, I, there's just no way that anyone that's a long-term positive better is going to the window to place minus 220 Jun Young Park. Right. I'm glad Dan's starting this one off, let me tell you. Next up, women's strawweight, Pollyanna Viana and Tabitha Ricci. Dan, your shot. Yikes. What are we, what are we even doing here? Um, baby Shark, Tabitha Ricci. Besides the loss to Foirot, she's undefeated, correct? That's not, it's not a bad loss. No. And on the other side, we've got uh, Pollyanna Viana with a lot more experience but none of it made her look like she's this world beater. I, I don't really think either of these women are going to be like a instant title contender from a win either. Or even, even a crazy finish, I don't think, does enough to move them into the rankings. Um, I'm going to go with – who the hell do I make a favorite? I think I want to go with Tabitha. I've seen slightly more from her in her wins, even though that she's fought less frequently. I think that she's just the better prospect. But Reese talks about a lot. I mean, experience is is the currency here, and it goes on Pollyanna's side. I'm going to go Tabitha Ricci. Minus 120, same number as last time. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go Poliana Viana minus 120. And the real reason is me just taking a stab that 
both of these girls, obviously Ricci, I still lean in the JITS department, but both of these girls are beyond capable, um, especially with Viana's last two wins coming off armbar first round. And again, this isn't the same level as Ricci. So I don't want to hold too much weight. She also has an armbar loss against someone significantly less talented in the jiu-jitsu game than Ricci. But she also, and this is something that I saw from Tapology, has a KOTKO victory over Amanda Hebas, which obviously is aged incredibly. And I think that with the lack of wanting to take this to the mat, since both of these women are so capable, I think Viana is going to have the advantage on the feet. I know she has the size advantage. So I'm going to play off that a little bit. I'm just going to say Viana minus 120. But that's strictly me just assuming this isn't that these girls are comparable on the mat. And if I'm wrong about that, then Ricci should be a pretty heavy favorite because I know what she brings to the table with the jits. But in, assuming they're comparable and I know the stand-up's better on the Poliana side, I'm going to go minus 120 for uh, Poliana Viana. So we use five dimes. There are books out there that one of you has a ding, ding, ding. Minus 117 on five dimes. Richie. Oh. Oh. Wait, do the other books have Danny Wright? Everywhere's uh, Caesar's got Pickham 110 both ways, but everywhere else has got Richie as a slight favorite. Okay, follow up. We'll, we'll hit us with the open, please. 200 Richie. Oh. oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, I so that's pretty much what I imagine happened. Vegas comes out, Richie minus 200 because, you know, you look at her jits game and, and the type of prospect she is. And then the value side realized, okay, well, Vol Viana is capable on that has a standard advantage and they smashed it down. Richie still sees herself as the favorite. Great point, Dan. Middleweight. There, there might be or some value there if that keeps swinging. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, did you know what you're going to have to look for when we take this week is that, that, Mixed martial arts jits. If 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 Ricci really does have the edge, I agree with you, Dan. I think that's a smash. Middleweight bout: Chidi Njokani and Dusko Todorovic. Uh, Reese is leading this one off. So this one's a weird one because Chidi Njokani has been around for a while, most notably, I believe, in Bellator. I don't know if he's had a UFC stint. I'm strushing through it right now. He has not. But so he had he had a lot of good uh, wins including against Andre Fialo, which was a first round uh, victory. And then he has a couple other nice Bellator wins. What's interesting. And this is something that I've always found interesting is he lost his last two Bellator fights, then went to LFA, then got his contender series shot. So it was very confusing because you looked at a guy who seemed to be on that other edge of like when the UFC would look at him. But they gave him a shot. Okay, he wins. Comes back against Marc-Andre Berriold and wins in 16 seconds of the first round. So I know the hype is on his name. I know that much is real. On the other side, Dusko Todorovic, we've been saying forever that he, he's a guy who is talented but just leaves his chin in the air. And I know that coming off the Contender Series victory, um, he just had a KOTK over a guy who's ahead of him on this card in Michelle Pereira. And... Then he gets contender series. Then he goes against Daquan Townstead, gets the job done. And then the issue started to show. Here, here's where I'm at, Dan. I think that 
Dusko Todorovic should be the favorite. I think that his ceiling is higher. I think that Nchukwani is probably his best days are behind him due to that last struggle stint in um, Bellator. I think that when you look at a guy like Mark Andre Burial, he's proven that he's more desirable on tape uh, on the on the tape. I think than in real life, even though he did beat Jordan Wright. But I I I think I'm going to give the edge to Dusko Todorovic because of what Chukwani's done in the UFC so far, contender series finish and a finish in the first round against Mark Andre Burial. I'm going to say it's only going to be a slight favorite. And I'm going to hope that Dusko has cleaned up that head a little bit with, with uh, his striking defense. Let's go Dusko Todorovic minus 140. That's literally the number I had written down. Let's go. Um, Suck me. Cut that out. <laughs> Dusko's awesome. Besides that, uh, the, the distance management thing that you talked about with um, keeping his chin up in the air and just really being hittable. And that's, the only thing about this that worries me against a guy who's got the power, like you said, in Chidi, who can he can end things really quick with just one punch landing. But like you said, you look at both of these guys like as a whole and uh, where their careers are, where we think they're going, where their trends are are trending. Dusko's on the rise. Dusko's really talented. He's got a couple of major red flags, but it's not so much in like a. A, a base component of, of his game. It's easily drillable, easily trainable things. It's habits. Chidi's just not of the level where I think he's going to ever contend at middleweight. Dusko, I think, could be ranked for a lot of years. I don't want to go over you because, like you said, it, it's there's hype on, on Chidi right now, and people are treating him like he's some kind of raw talent like Kennedy and Chuck Wee or something. Um I really don't know which way to move. I'm going to go under you. Hope that people are riding high off that knockout. Let's go. Dusko. I like this number. It's won me a couple times today. Minus 120. Dan, I think that's smart to go under. I think that if you had to pick a side, under is the better. That first round finish should seem this somewhere. Uh, this is one that we're going to get some action on, it looks like. Chidi is a favorite here, minus oh. 200. Oh, big number. Chidi opened minus 125 and immediately shot up. And this was only four days ago, so it's been pretty quick action. Immediately shot up to about 180, and it's settled in at minus 200. I think hey, real quick, the over-under, I got to imagine, is at one, or set at one and a half for this. Um, I can get them both here for you. You kind of, you thinking the over, Dan? I'm thinking that – well, so I, I don't know if I have a side there yet, but I'm thinking that if you want to play Cheaty and under one and a half is a better number, that's how he's going to do it. I'm actually not seeing an over-under set on uh, – we'll get, we'll get back to you right when uh, yeah, that'll be the main episode. Main but um, I don't know. I think that if people are – if Sharps especially are really high on Cheaty – and, and it's getting blown from 125 to 200 in the matter of a couple of days. I see that being an under. I see that a cheaty finish and, and Dusko getting caught. I don't see that being a three-round scrapper like the Gregory Rodriguez fight. 
despite not going to a decision is minus 195 on five dimes, but we don't have an over under post yet. That's fine. Yeah, I'm shocked by that. Also, quickly, breaking news tweeted just now, and it'll make news and notes, but this is like a crazy fight, so it needs to be mentioned. Brad Riddell is fighting Jalen Turner at UFC 276 on July 2nd. That's fun. Yeah, that's a sweet fight. Well, we'll recap that, but that literally just hit the phone from the market. 276 is working up to be one of the greatest cards of all time. Crazy. So I didn't want to get Bogdanovich, but that needed to be mentioned. I mean, when was the last time Izzy and Volk fought on the same card? I know that they like city kickboxing. They yeah, like to, have they? They like to move as a team, and I know that there's been city kickboxing parlays a couple different times, but it's with guys like Mike Matheta, Blood Diamond. It's, it's with the guys like Carlos Olberg. It's with Kai Kara France every time. It's Right, right, right. I don't know. if I don't remember specifically there might not Izzy be and Volk on the same card. But. There might not be. But we'll break that down Wednesday. Yeah. We're going to keep it moving here with the co-main people's main event, in my opinion. Of course, 2-1 Dan, too. 2-1 oh. Dan. People's oh. main event, welterweight bout, Ponzinibbio and Michelle Pajeda. Dan with the 2-1 lead, lead and leading this one off. People's main event is right. If Holly Holm didn't have the pedigree that Holly Holm had, I mean, you, you got to make this a main event. Ponzi took a long layoff and was kind of had like a mystical fighter status when we started our podcast. I think that um, when he was first coming or when we were first recording the episode for his return, it was kind of something we had to explain to Kobe and Parker. It was like, this guy is, is as fun of a striker as they come. I mean, he was just running through this division uh, before that layoff. And I think that this matchup is a perfect, perfect matchup for him. And it's a perfect matchup for Michelle as well. Um, but it should be just fireworks for the fans. And people's main event is a great call. This slow, calculated version of Michelle Pereira that we saw against Fiala, though, is a dangerous man. And I don't know if people are factoring that in so much um, to this line, but, but I, I am. And I'm also looking at a guy in Michelle that's a good six, seven years younger than Santiago. Um, I think he's a lot quicker. I've seen him with zero chin problems. I know that it was after a long layoff. I've said it a million times. Um, but that Leech KO, or when Leech KO'd Santiago, um, it took a little bit of the luster off of his name. And so I'm pretty confident here that Michelle is going to be a favorite. I don't think it's going to be very high because, like I said, their styles very much reflect each other. This will be a fun battle, and I could see either of them um, getting hurt and tides changing at any point in this fight. But I'm going Michelle minus 155. Two years ago, or three years ago, Ponzinibbio, I think, is an easy favorite, right? Yep. Layoff, losing to Jeff Neal, albeit split decision. The, the left hook by the leech was the one that a lot shook a lot of people. He was a heavy favorite. But beating guys like Miguel Baeza and then the split decision to Jeff, like I think that Michelle Pereira's interest. Reese's Miguel Baeza bias is showing again. I know. <laughs> I mean, You're saying like beating I Miguel Baeza like he's some top five I love contender. <laughs> He is, in my opinion. He's got to just fix his one thing. He's so talented. Not the point. 
Um, I mean, with this man, Michelle Pereira did to Danny Roberts in his UFC debut, still is like a, a fucking wolf playing with its food. Then a couple bad losses, but it's been... Dude, here, here's the problem. I think no matter what I set this line at, you want to bet probably Ponzinibbio, right? I, I mean, 55 is good. That's right around where I had. I'm going to go... Being down 2-1, Dan, I'm, I'm going to have to price this right you. I'm going to go 150 for Michelle. Pre- ah, no, once. I'm going to go. Uh, God, people love Michelle Pereira. I'm going to go 160, Michelle Pereira. Price is right in the wrong direction. Poha. Minus 120, Pereira. Ponzinibbio, I literally had it, dude. There's been a couple door. of lines that decent amount of breathing room. I could see myself jumping on a couple of these early. Yeah, these look good. The Dusko one, I think, sounds the best to me, but these look good. I like Michelle a lot at 120. Danny, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head for me when you were talking about Michelle. You, you brought up the Ponzinibbio having this myth, mythical fighter status. In that same amount of time, Pajara has been a really, like, engaged mentally fighter, like not really going for the crazy finishes. That was, that right. was, his, that was his knock. Prior to oh, for sure, but you just mentioned his run of bad losses, and it's Tristan Con- Con- Tristan Connolly and Diego Sanchez. I'm Tristan Connolly is as bad of a loss as you can get. I mean, you fucked around the whole fight and ran out of gas, yeah. and a real and fighter Diego just Sanchez you up. Just he whooped it. Diego Sanchez's yeah. ass and then just so, pulled a Piotr Jan. Here's the problem, though, with that fight in particular. On the other side, you are by if you're if you are Pereira. You are by far dealing with the best striker and the best best kickboxing pad pedigree you have ever fought against, bar none. I don't care. And so the question is, are you getting the Ponzinibbio of old or the Ponzinibbio of new? And that's the question. And, and, and when you're in your mid-30s like Ponzi is, 35, every year is that much slower, that much more of a of – a, of a potential fade. So it's like, I think 32, 33 year old Ponzinibbio, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts, whoops, Michelle Pereira. But now he's 35. Now he's 35, two year layoff and and one and two in his last three. And you're getting Pereira at 120. That's a lot more appetizing. You guys know Pereira is one of my favorite fighters for sure to watch. I'm very excited to be on him this week. As you should be, as you should be. Um, All right. No short changing the listeners. Danny takes the win this week, but we still have a main event, women's bantamweight, Holly Holm and Kellen. That Vieira. one hurts because Richie was gettable, kind of. Damn, I mean, Danny hit that one on the head, but I, I felt like I could have drilled that. And then this one hurt because I wanted under and I, I punked myself out. I thought the line was going to move the other way. What a lot of close fights, though. What a I, I see a lot of opportunities to make some money on this card. No, I agree with you, Dan. What a prayer open at, Cobes. Uh, Ponzi actually minus one fifty. Okay, yeah, I knew it's steam. I just not as far. Um, all right, let's yeah, let's, no no short change. Let's get that uh, main event going. Uh, Reese can lead things off. Holly Holm, Kelton Vieira. Sad. Um, I mean, what do I even make of this? I mean, you got a is she forty yet? You got a yep. You got a forty year old Holly Holm, but obviously it's the Conor McGregor tax I talk about. She continues to be a heavy favorite just because of what, I mean, she was minus 130 against Arena Donna 
But she looked uh, awesome against Serena Aldo. She did. No, don't get me wrong. But minus 145 against Raquel Pennington, who's gone on a run of her own. Um, so you're looking at somebody who minus 150 against uh, Megan Anderson. So, I mean, I, point is you're looking at someone who still gets the respect that her name is entitled, albeit she's 40. Ketlin Vieira on the other side, coming off that Misha Tate win, which I remember we talked about is interesting. Misha Tate is similar status to Holly Holm. That opened it even, got that win. But you're looking at someone who was minus 275 to Yana Kunitskaya and dropped that one. That can't happen. She also dropped the Irina Aldana. I, I, I think that I don't care if Holly Holm's 40. I would set this line at Holly Holm minus 150, but then I'm going to move it to Holly Holm minus 180 because of, of a little bit of that tax. It honestly might be higher, but 180 Holly Holm. See, maybe I'm a hater, but I'm going, I'm going even above you. I, I had 200 Holly Holm written down. Um, I'm looking at these Ketlin Vieira, the Misha Tate win and the Sarge Eubanks win being her like only two impressive wins since Ponzinibbio left the sport. It, it just doesn't do it for me. I mean, it, and you said like Misha Holly are similar situations to me. I, I completely disagree with that. Misha was the biggest question mark coming off of, I mean, a, a Ponzinibbio size layoff coming off of having children and, and not being in the sport. There was that brief period, I want to say, two fights ago for Holly where she wasn't sure that she wanted to continue. She had one foot in, one foot out, and looked really, really bad. Um, who was that fight against? Uh, was it Nunez? I don't know. But since then, I, I want to look just mention back of that Irene Aldana fight. She looked way more than – she way covered her 130. She, she sure. looked awesome against a really tough competitor, someone who's way tougher than Ketlin Vieira. Um, Ketlin Vieira is a fade for me, even, even though I subscribe to women's, women's dogs always, I just, this is going to be a bigger line than two, than I, I have it at 200. I yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Just, just, just pick one. You already won. Yeah. Now you're just rubbing salt in the wound. Not a whole lot of movement here. Open minus 210, sitting minus 230. Dan continues to bury my ass. Nice job, Dan. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Good thing I got a little cushion. Not a big deal. Not even a big deal. I needed that one. Dan can close it up. We will be back later in the week. Keep an eye on TikTok. Keep an eye on Twitter. Definitely. As always. And uh, thanks for listening. Dan, close it up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.